We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Need to know what it takes for a home to fit your budget and your family. Rocket can. Perloff furiously writing strongly worded letters to the NFL league office on certain roughing the passer calls from last night's game that cost his Philadelphia Eagles their undefeated season. Oh, we're all broken up for you. You know, when I was a kid, <laughs> you guys laugh. I actually wrote a letter to Pete Rozelle complaining about <laughs> holding Eagles receiver. I thought the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> defensive backs were holding the Eagles receivers. And you wrote Pete Rozelle wrote a Pete strongly Rozelle. worded letter. You are the biggest nerd alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. yesterday? Or like no, I I was like Pete Rozell still alive. I was a kid. I'm wondering like who he's writing letters to like uh, this. Yeah, I was. I I honestly thought I had no access to film. Uh, (laughs) YouTube was not around yet, but I thought it was obvious. Twenty two. I didn't think. I thought it was obvious (laughs) that the Cowboys defensive backs were holding. Because how else would you stop the Eagles receiving core? (laughs) Fred Barnett, Calvin Johnson. Are you kidding me? You're you're not going to hold those guys. Wait, did you ever get a letter back? No, I don't know where it went. <laughs> you like, I imagine. I, by the way, and I think I gave it to my mom to send. That's in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> in yeah. a drawer, just ripped up and in the Carol garbage. Carol that. I just imagine, <laughs> yeah. I imagine he like, if he did get it, it's one of those things where he lights it with a lighter and then and then lights his cigar off yeah. of the letter, you know? I used another to, disgruntled Eagles fan. I also used to sit in the backyard and do an entire, like, like sort of like an Andy Reid first 15 plays. I would design the Eagles game plan and run out the plays about oh, wow. what they were going to be. Who was your scout team? Uh, I didn't have the other team. I just had my team. <laughs> oh, I'm like, okay. Wilbur Montgomery off tackle, and then uh, Randall Cunningham is going to design run right. And I would do a Did bunch of plays. Did you ever get plays. caught in the middle of this? Like, what are you doing? No, Who no, are you no. talking to? It's like, nobody. One time. Just calling plays in One time, I did huddle. have a neighbor who was worried about me. Because the other game I played, and we all, I don't know if you guys played this. Did you ever play where you uh, were jumping over a fence and robbing home runs? So I had a glove and there was a fence to our neighbors and I would throw a tennis ball and reach over the fence and save the home run. Where's the other people in these stories? There's <laughs> no, no, no friends, playing, there's no siblings. This is I was, all you? I, absolutely playing alone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> that's not, my, so sad. My brothers and sisters were not the right age. My sister didn't care. Yeah, of course. You had to or you'd throw the ball against the wall and make a diving catch. It was... Uh, yeah, I, I played all sorts of imaginary sports <laughs> games. I still do. I still would. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I used to play by myself would be um, in the driveway with the basketball hoop and just like mm-hmm. three, two, one oh, yeah, for the yeah. finals. Like I think everyone did that. No, that, you that's ha- the best game to play alone because you can just keep resetting this imaginary clock and going for oh, the Oh, I win. used to be Andre Agassi hitting tennis balls up against our garage door. I used to be Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras every single day. I mean, I was great. I mean, U.S. Open, <laughs> Wimbledon, I was oh, yeah. crushing them. Amazing. You won all those tournaments. Yeah. I, I Like you, Maggie, I've hit thousands of game winners. And I've missed <laughs> thousands that nobody cared about. You notice you never remember the misses. 
three, two, one, clank. Three, <laughs> two, one, clank. Do you ever three, do the one, three, two, one, clank? Oh, and that's the end of the quarter. <laughs> three, two, one, clank. Oh, the shot clock goes out. Here's two minutes to go Four. in the game. Wow, Four. that's really detailed. Like, that's a shot clock violation. Like, I, you guys I do that are all the nerds. time. Uh, I would do three, two, one, clank, and then I would have to make up some excuses to why it wasn't the end of the game. Or you go three, two, one, get the rebound. <laughs> Got a bad. Zero. Shoot again. Man. This is like, this is last week of my pickup run. I do this, <laughs> I do this all the time. I love all of Perloff's stories about his childhood are all solo. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's an indictment. Anyway, uh, <laughs> a little window, window into the Perloff's uh, growing up. Uh, meanwhile, we should get to our buddy Aaron Rodgers. I was very lonely, by the way. <laughs> what the f*** is Aaron Rodgers up to today? Got to check on this guy. Living large after a big win over the Cowboys in overtime. One of the most memorable moments from the game was Rodgers screaming at his head coach, Matt LaFleur, for not running the ball on third down. And uh, Rodgers was asked today on the Pat McAfee show if they've talked it out since. I haven't talked to him, so I have no idea if he's (laughs) being an angry elf right now or if he's in a good mood. (laughs) Manny and I talk all the time. And and then, yeah, I was pissed about the calls. I answered honestly. I mean, he was pissed about them too. So he made a little barb as I was walking out of the, that green room uh, about it. We had a couple laughs, and then I told him how much uh, it meant to me. Uh, we hugged it out, and that was that. So did you talk about it, or did you not talk about it? I got both in that answer. We haven't talked about it yet, but when we left the green room, he said a barb, and we hugged it out. I guess he meant they haven't talked since Sunday. This is Tuesday morning, afternoon. Okay. So they didn't talk Monday. They didn't see each other at the facility or oh, whatever. Oh, so they talked about it, but then didn't talk about it again. They didn't really talk about it. They just sort of hugged after the game. Right. All right. By the way, you know, if you see a quarterback yelling at his coach, like Kyler Murray yelled at Cliff Kingsbury, you could say, oh, that's a one-off thing. Then you see Kyler Murray yelling at Devontae Adams. You've seen Aaron Rodgers yell DeAndre Hopkins. And you've seen Aaron Rodgers yelling at everybody. I don't buy that these are one-offs. Like they keep on, they they keep on getting angry at either teammates or coaches, and it seems like they're going to continue to do so. So this ayahuasca, I love everybody, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> what happened to that guy? Yeah, not not Sunday at four twenty-five Eastern. That the ayahuasca goes away then. It actually went away. Remember, it went away I, pretty early. He he actually said playing time should be taken away from guys who are missing reps. It has it's been gone all season. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can do the love everybody and also be successful in the NFL. Maybe you can. No, I don't. that's that's a good point. To be a successful quarterback, I think he thought he was going to try this love everybody, yeah. but it, it's not congruent with being a successful <laughs> quarterback at all. Well, especially when you happen to be in a dogfight with the Cowboys, as they were at that time, and of course, they pull it off. But there are a lot of successful quarterbacks who never yell at their players. Have you ever seen anything but 100% love between Lamar Jackson and his teammates? Lamar could throw no, in remember a... Lamar screamed at his uh, center the other day. Oh. You remember? He, he threw the ball and spiked the ball down You're because right. his... Uh, it was uh, You're right. not You're a false right. start, but a delay of game. Yes. And he got ticked off. No, Lamar has done it, too. They all do. But it doesn't feel like a Lamar. Lamar, there's such a love fest in I think Baltimore. Tua, it, I cannot see Tua doing this. No, I can't see Jalen Hurts doing that. No, but Hurts, though, is like... I could see his intensity, like, yeah, you're right. I don't know if I could see Jalen him showing Hurts, someone up. Jalen Hurts he won't do that. is such a team guy. He kind of always team. has... No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'm take that back. Jalen Hurts sat behind Tua for a year in Alabama when he could have left. Like no, Jalen Hurts is 
has a history of being a team guy. No, I think you're you're right. I had forgotten the Lamar <laughs> spiked that yeah. ball down. I thought that was crazy. I, I kind of liked it from Lamar. <laughs> but this guy, Jimmy G, he can't yell at his teammates because they're all better than him. <laughs> <laughs> they know that he's he's like not responsible for their winning. You yeah. know, it's like all the playmakers yeah. that are around him. Do you see Matthew Stafford yelling at Cooper Cup or something like that? That would no. never happen. That Cooper Cup injury, that's a rough one. I mean, if you have Matthew Stafford now, who's been playing with an elbow yep. injury all year and was out with a concussion last week, now you got Cooper Cup, who is going to miss time because of his high ankle sprain. High ankle sprain. Now he's getting. Stinks. Did you see the headline? He's getting the tightrope surgery that Tua made famous when Tua was Alabama. He got the tightrope, and I saw some really good analysis. What is the point of Cooper Cup doing this sort of short-term fix surgery? He should shut it down for the year. The Rams are done. I don't think you can do that when you're this all in. Like, why mm. did Aaron Donald come back if you're just going to cash the season in? Like, listen, he got paid and he got a contract extension. He did. Sean McVay did, even though they both threatened to retire. But what if without Stafford and without Cup, Aaron Donald's got to be looking around like, what am I doing here? What I wanted to retire. I could have retired and been fine. Well, he I'm made not a here lo- to play <laughs> defense with John Wolford playing he, quarterback. He made a lot of money. I don't think no, he's, I don't. he regrets that decision. But they're, what is their record now? They're they're three and six. It's going to be tough. Looks like I would think the Seahawks and the Niners are going to vie for that division crown. The Seahawks do not look like a fluke. I mean, I know they lost in Germany to the Bucks, but I don't think this is like a Geno Smith season. That's all of a sudden he's going to turn into a pumpkin or something. Yeah, they're six and four. It's going to be tough for the Rams to get out of here. You know, you said something earlier in the show. I just want to come back to it because I've been obsessing on it ever since you said it. Oh yeah. You think the Commanders? have a really good chance of being a playoff team. They're I think five they're in the five. playoff mix right now. Yeah. Yeah. I was just curious. They can't be they can't possibly be four teams from the NFC East. Because I think the Eagles are in. I think the Giants, because of their easy schedule, are in. Yeah. And I think the Cowboys are a good enough team that they're in. So let me go to the conference. Right, right. right. So now. my question is is Washington going to possibly box out Green Bay? Because there aren't a lot of other strong wild cards. And what about the Seattle San Francisco loser? It's going to be like it's just a bizarre NFC playoff picture. I know. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They're eighth right now. So they would, right now, the commanders are on the outside looking in. Right, right. But they're really close. I know. I, no, I, I actually, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think they're good enough to be the last wild card team. But it's going to be that. I saw someone say the win last night hurt the Packers more than it hurt the Eagles because now the Packers are at four and six fighting a big upstream battle to get in. Man, speaking of uh, of the Packers, just one more uh, piece of sound I want to play for you, which is Rodgers was asked about the upcoming game against the Titans. Um, so short week. This is Thursday night football. Titans are coming to Lambeau, and Rodgers was talking about his relationship with Mike Vrabel. Mike's a great coach. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I always appreciate uh, our conversations that we have throughout the, throughout the year. You know, I always uh, enjoy uh, talking to him, you know, about ball or about ripping heaters or whatever it might be. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did we hear that right? This is the same ripping heaters that, like, everyone else th- that we know, like, smoking cigarettes? That's what ripping a heater is to me, is smoking yeah, a cigarette. I think so. Is it Samter had no, had never I had heard never this heard before. it, and it definitely sounded like some sort of gaseous emission from <laughs> no, other geez. parts of your body. Is that because someone at Mike Vrabel's house got caught on the toilet at his draft? Remember when the, oh, yeah. the draft was all oh, on that Zoom? That was so weird. <laughs> I certainly wasn't thinking that deep into it. I was just thinking more like ripping blank. Sounds like something like that. Ripping heaters or whatever it might be. But he's saying heaters, right? Ripping heaters. 
yeah, it's gotta be or whatever it might be. Are they smoking cigarettes together? That seems so well, old school. <laughs> professional athletes smoking cigarettes feels like from a different time. I could definitely see Vrabel doing it. Vrabel's easy. Aaron you Rogers think Vrabel's are... smoking cigarettes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he comes across as a cigarette guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Once in a while when he's super stressed out, you don't think he goes outside the facility and smokes You think he cigarette? did this when he was like a linebacker? No. I I think there's tons of pro football players who smoke on occasion. No, they like will dip. Not we're not endorsing. Yeah, they could. Any of this, they by could. The way. No, but people smoke, and like sometimes they revert to it. Yeah, no, I think that Vrabel could smoke. Could it be smoking <laughs> something else? Yeah, it could be. But you wouldn't say ripping heaters is not like smoking a joint. I think ripping heaters is definitely smoking cigarettes. Ripping heaters or whatever it might be. <laughs> you guys had heard, I had heard an expression, smoking darts, dart being yeah, a cigarette. Yeah, smoking darts, I've heard that too. Okay. But now, that's also ripping cigarettes, heater, He also says weed. ripping heaters or whatever it might be. Could whatever it might be, be other stuff. Well, the funny thing is, is now I've got mm. the image of like Vrabel and, and, and Aaron Rodgers like outside in the cold, like basically taking a break, like smoking a cigarette on the, <laughs> like, hey, we got 15 minutes. Like, you want to just go outside and puff a quick smoke? Like, <laughs> like they got to get back inside to the facility. I, I I'll take know. it even a step further. If I was going to rank how I think all 32 NFL coaches party, I think Vrabel probably parties amongst the hardest of that group. I could see it. Yeah, I mean, he seems like he yeah. went to Ohio State. He's just... <laughs> He was a patron. I don't, you, I don't know why you said it like that. Ohio, Ohio State's a huge State. party school. I know, but a, a lot of college football programs are huge party schools. Clemson is a big party school. Michigan's a big party school. They're all big party schools. You know what I mean. So Arizona State. University I'm, of Arizona. I haven't heard that one before. Is Arizona State? I thought it's a huge party huge. school. Huge. Yeah. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury, <laughs> Texas Tech, right? You would think big party school. He seems like a guy who just... So, see... Kingsbury, as I mentioned to you guys before the show, would leave his college job and go party in Vegas on the weekend. Kingsbury's a different kind of party. That he's guy's like all in, in, huh? He's like gets into a club and goes home with a supermodel kind of party. Where Dude, that Vrabel bachelor pad from the draft is like, doing, like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I think Mike Vrabel's do a keg stand kind of party. <laughs> <guy>. <laughs> he's going to need like 10 I, people to hold his legs up, though. Yeah, I mean, can you think of who is the biggest? Who, I mean, Andy Reid clearly doesn't party. I mean, we know Bill Belichick is huge on Broadway shows and <laughs> yeah. uh, show tunes, so probably yeah. not partying too much. Maybe sip a Cosmopolitan. And a, no. Um, Give me a party. Josh McDaniels? He doesn't strike me as a party guy. No. Mike McDaniel, maybe? No. no. Yeah. I feel like Mike McDaniel's Silver. like one of those sneaky, crazy party guys. Um, like he comes off as a nerd, but he's he strikes kind of me as a weed guy, to be honest with you. <laughs> De- definitely. Yeah, I mean, maybe I don't before even... some of his but press like maybe, conferences. Maybe Burning Man, right? He might not be out like, you know, doing cake stands, yeah, yeah, but he's yeah. definitely a Burning Man. Different like, kind of party. Not yeah. showering for a week and like sleeping in a tent. And yeah, that's that's Mike McDaniel. Uh, mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan went to UT. I mean, that's pretty good party school. Yeah. I've I've partied in Austin before. It is awesome. Nick Sirianni, not a party guy. There's you know, no I, way. I bet in his heyday, Pete Carroll. No. Too uh, much clean living. I mean, he does look impeccable Carroll, for no. his age. So that's that's you're not putting a lot of bad stuff in your body. No, Pete Carroll has such an inner confidence. I don't think he needs to party. Like he doesn't need to get six drinks oh, in wait, to be cool. I've got it. He doesn't coach now, but one of your uh, midseason predictions, Perloff, our bold predictions, was that he's going to come back. Bruce Arians. Bruce, Bruce is Harris. the yeah, guy I mean, who has been getting the keg since everyone was 15. Uh, yeah, Bruce but, is, but Bruce isn't like out 
partying, partying. He's just sitting He's on a, a jazz porch club. on a rocking chair, just drinking a bottle of scotch. Wait a minute, no, all no, 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 no. With, with a few friends and some cigars. That is, it. It sounds nice. It's not true. I read Bruce Arian's autobiography. <laughs> that it's that the picture you're painting is totally false. Bruce Arians was known for having his trunk full of alcohol as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm sure he did this also in Tampa. And he would hold a cocktail party in his out after the game in the parking lot from his own trunk. Hmm. That's not a guy at a jazz club sipping on a scotch. That's a guy who's like, what can I get you? It's a hat. I thought the hat made me think jazz club. Uh, Wait, a couple more who who might be. um, Brian Dable. I feel like Brian Dable can get after it. Does anybody have any doubt about that? I think Brian Dable's definitely partied a little bit. Uh, That's a little like Frank the Tank style to me. He knows all those 90s rap songs, too. You know, yeah. (laughs) Dennis Allen, no. Arthur Smith was almost definitely a boarding school, and who knows what they did <laughs> that, there. Yeah, that's a different kind of partying. Boarding uh, school. Dan Campbell, I feel like, can tie it off. The Dan, 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 yeah. Dan Campbell and Mike Vrabel definitely yeah, that, that, yeah. The two of those guys are definitely giving guys meeting. wedgies and then, like, chugging a beer. Yeah, there was, a, like, a league <laughs> meeting somewhere where they had a funnel, and they were just putting <laughs> lights down no, that Roger sucker. Roger Goodell's pouring the beer. <laughs> yeah, the he wishes. That, I could imagine the two of them, like, one, they sit down to a meeting, and one just, like, passes another one, like, a Bud Light or something <laughs> yes. underneath the table. <laughs> Definitely like, sneak, thanks, dude. Just, like, sneak a Bud Light. Yeah, I love it. Into, the, like, the league meeting where they're talking about what to do with pass interference. I mean, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, mm. Mike LaFleur, uh, Kingsbury, Shanahan, they're all hanging out. Like those four or five mm. guys, maybe Zach Taylor, those guys are all just kind of hanging out doing their thing too. McVay is going to. also uptight though. McVay, yeah, he's going to say, I have to go home and watch tape. You know who does not party? Because I just, as I expected, Jeff Saturday took exception to Joe Thomas's rant saying he's a drinking buddy with Ursay because yeah. he goes, Ursay doesn't drink and I barely drink at all. Jeff Saturday, not a party guy. No, I, he doesn't strike <laughs> me as a party guy. No. <laughs> I did not get that vibe. Um, sorry, just going back to the the cigarettes for just a moment. I don't know if you guys saw this talking about whether or not Mike Vrabel and Aaron Rodgers are ripping heaters together. Ripping heaters or whatever it might be. But did you see a story about a man in China who ran a marathon, a marathon, chain smoking cigarettes the whole time? He finished the race <laughs> in three and a half hours. Wow. Yeah. Three and a half hours. He goes by Uncle Chen. That's his name. He died three and a half hours later. <laughs> uh, he's still alive. He said it works because it fills, uh, he said, filling your lungs with smoke, uh, he feels like kind of opens up his lungs in some way. Yeah, that's that's not true. There's no science behind that. But actually, uh, one thing, aren't cigarettes a, what's the word? Uh, something that gets your adrenaline pumping. Yeah, stimulants. They're stimulants. It constricts your veins, right? But they're stimulants. That's why it's like speed. Like, that's why you eat less when you're smoking. Yeah. He, so it's a little bit of adrenaline. I guess. He's, he's smoking cigs the whole way, and he's done this multiple times through multiple events. Yeah, but I promise you this guy can run marathons with or without cigarettes, right? Like, I remember the first time I decided I wanted to run marathons or half marathons, I was watching the Boston Marathon from Kenmore Square, and I saw these, like, 80-year-olds and people who were, like, three times my weight running, and I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. Are you making this about yourself here? No, <laughs> this I'm just saying about that. you. No, no, this no. is about a 55-year-old guy. Was this a way to talk about how the fact that you've run a marathon? I haven't run a full marathon. I've only done halves. But, so my point was, I, I watched <laughs> Again, these people the doing credit. it. I watched these people doing it. I'm like, if they can do it, I can do it. And then I tried to do it. I'm like, I can't do it. And so, like, there are just some people who can just, like, run long distances. It's just in their bodies and in their bloods and, like, the way their lungs and their hearts work. Like, they can just run long distances 
Like, I've seen people do crazy things <laughs> while running marathons, and, like, this guy can do it either with or without cigarettes. I love to, you know what I do to marathon runners who brag about it and every, you know, secretly, by the way, if, if you're out there and you've run a marathon, everybody hates when you talk about it. I'm just going <laughs> to fill you <laughs> in on that. That's true. It's true. But just, uh, and then I just go, oh, did you win? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh. so what do I care? Wow. <gasps> Why? Wow. So salty. I'm just saying, I mean. I was listen. admitting I couldn't even do it and still getting yeah. salty. You're getting salty with me even mentioning to the fact that I thought about okay. maybe running marathons So this actually happened when Perloff and I were walking after the show one day, the day after the New York City Marathon. We passed some people on the corner and the guy was wearing the, the medal, you know, like they give you a medal and everyone wears them the next day. And I said, hey, congratulations. And Perloff just looks at him and looked the other way. <laughs> and then we just like cross the street. It's like, you didn't want to say anything? You I was like, least... are we in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Why didn't you say anything? You got 36 like, hours to wear that medal after the marathon. Anything with... more than 36 hours, you're bragging. He was within. It was the next day. Totally fine. It, totally within his rights, and Perloff poo-pooed it. What is it Kenny Kenny Powers said about long-distance running? Uh, uh, I don't want to be just the best at exercising. Yes. I mean, <laughs> he said, not... I play baseball. It's a real sport. I'm not the best at yeah, exercising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you... now uh, I'm some parents I know, like their kids are doing cross-country. I just feel bad for them. Like, that's like, I can't make a real sport. Let's do cross-country. Oh Santa Shari, if you're on the cross-country team. You are going to make enemies with that take. <laughs> wow. You are going to make enemies. Uh, I am not. Someone's going to stand up for... Nobody has the guts to admit that they would stand up for cross-country as a sport. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Going to let him get away with this, America? I mean, it's long-distance running. It's a sport. It's definitely a sport. It's one of the it's original a- Olympic sports. It's called exercise. <laughs> okay. Coming up next. Oh, more pearls of wisdom from our buddy Perloff. We continue that in just a moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff straight up. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back on Maggie and Perloff. So it was a hard loss last night, but luckily, Maggie, through years of watching my teams lose, I've developed certain coping techniques with how to deal with a loss. And I think I was at my finest form last night, (laughs) fending off the haters and making the best of a bad situation, which was my Philadelphia Eagles losing to the Washington Commanders. Okay. And you want to share this with the rest of the world? Now, I can't remember. Do we have uh, sound? Yeah. Let's hit (laughs) hit the music for Pearls of Wisdom. Pearls of Wisdom. Questionable advice for an unpredictable world. And this music wow. really drops and changes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what happened to the Irish Spring music from the beginning? <laughs> Pearls of wisdom. Yeah, I got the pearly gates, and all of a sudden now you're just like dropped into a dance floor in Europe somewhere. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so Eagles lost last night, but there's so many things that you can do on social media to sort of make the loss sting a lot less. Okay, how do you do that? Okay, uh, number three, go totally out of context. So <gasps> okay. basically... Uh, the big controversial play was Taylor Heineke took a knee, Brandon Graham hit him late. So I started bringing up all these other examples that had nothing to do with that play where a flag was not thrown. That had nothing. And then at the end, 
I finished up the night by showing a play where an Eagles receiver's knee happened to be down, but he hadn't been touched and he got up. And I said, well, that guy's knee was down. This infuriated Washington fans to no end, and there's no irony button on Twitter. No, so this is, they think this is this is something also known as whataboutism. Whataboutism, yes. Whataboutism is uh, you know when something happens to you or your team or whatever, and you go, well, what about this yes. guy? That, and it's a way of deflecting. Right. Uh, that's right. A classic. Like you could have said the Bills lost to the Vikings on Sunday. You could have been like, well, what about when Russell Wilson threw that pick at the one yard line? <laughs> Just think about that. Just... Yes, it's a it's a classic misdirection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a better way to put it. Uh, number, actually, I started number three. That was supposed to be number four. Number three again. <laughs> you have to know there are certain teams that are safe to make fun of on social media. Yes. So you can make fun of the Washington Commanders. They are fair game. You're going to have Washington fans after you. But the other 31 fan bases are going to support you because nobody can get that excited about Washington. I'm sorry, just where they are as a franchise right now. I'm sure their fans are great people. But I felt very safe last night just going all in on the Washington Commanders. Do you want to do the flip side, the fan bases that you cannot talk about on Twitter? I have some thoughts. What, yes, what, I also what are do. Yours? Jacksonville Jaguars. They, you guys so are just mean. mean. What we don't is want up to take, We don't want to move your team out of Jacksonville, Jacksonville. <laughs> You're fine. Maybe one game in London, every time we say something negative about the Jags, they're thinking that we're moving you to Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> also, Just stop. Also, you lose a lot. Yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Uh, watch. That's going to get them coming after me. Also, Miami Dolphins fans. They, oh, really? Mean. Okay. A little salty. I don't know. Raiders, thing, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Raiders fans yeah. are, can be, uh, they can be really profane on Twitter. Uh, really profane. Yeah. Words I didn't even know. Also, Patriots fans, very biting. Biting. Yes. Uh, number two, distract. Obviously... Uh, the more you can tweet about things that have nothing to do with the actual outcome of the game, complaining about officiating, complaining about how Taylor Heineke's celebration was sort of <laughs> tacky, anything that has something to do with not how the Eagles play poorly is all good. Complaining about how the NFL has gotten soft. I was doing a lot of that last yeah. night. These so basically, there was so much, it. so many negative things going on around the game that I was trying to distract people from the actual game. And yeah. I think I did an okay job oh, last night. Oh, you can get anyone with an NFL soft these days? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. A, Everyone's down for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but the number one rule, how you deal with a tough loss like this, never give up on whatever your take is. So I I knew <laughs> very well that that flag was going to be thrown on Brandon Graham. Yeah. But I, I stayed up till 1 in the morning last night arguing with Washington fans that it should not have been a flag. I was not giving up. Just never relent. Never admit you're wrong. And, okay, did I look like an idiot last night? Yes, partly. <laughs> but did I feel better about the Eagles losing? Yes. See, you didn't do any of these things. You just took your loss. Yeah, I didn't deflect it. I didn't blame anybody. I just, what a yeah. mistake. And did you notice I've been pretending that the Eagles needed this loss? I said, like, they, yeah, they were reading we their own headlines. We can stop the 17-0 and 0 talk. It's like, don't worry. We weren't <laughs> talking about 17-0. and 0. Don't worry about it. Um, but sure, whatever. I'll be sleep at night. We weren't talking about 17-0? <laughs> no, I was talking, talking about, about it. it. No, we were not. All right, about. so that's my pearls of wisdom. I, I, honestly, the pain of having your team lose sucks. So this is a way to do it. Just get on there on Twitter and just start, start just throwing haymakers <laughs> every direction you can. Yeah, that's great life advice. Um. By the way, uh, yeah, my friend Kenny Powers uh, also wanted to weigh in on the long distance running. You're not the only athlete here at Jeff Davis. I happen to be training for a triathlon right now. So doing a lot of running and uh, cycling, swimming. Well, you know all about that. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I play real sports. not trying to be the best at exercising. Classic Kenny Powers. And listen, you took on long distance running, Perloff. You said that it wasn't, did you say it wasn't a sport? 
I didn't say that, but I believe that. Yes. You you poo pooed it. I mean, I, I said it's an congratulations. I didn't say it, but I believe it. Officially <laughs> say it. All right, let's go to Alex. He's in Pennsylvania. Alex, this is blasphemy. Hi. Yeah, we need to hold Perloff accountable. Thanks for taking my call, by the way. Sure. But um, I mean, back to ancient times, uh, we we were running long distances, and that's before any other you know any other sport you can think of. And uh, not only that, but when you think of cross country. Uh, especially, uh, you know, sometimes you got to run through, you know, the mud, the puddles. Yes, the uh, elements. Uh, Good call. And I, I did a regional meet. I ran for Penn State um, for Flex. five years, just graduated this past spring. And there was a regional meet in 2018 uh, that we hosted. And it was a complete slip and slide the entire time. See, pouring, Pouring out the hills mud everywhere i mean we we had people just getting spiked if that's not a sport what what is i know um, so can i ask with you so, so alex can i ask a question were, yeah yeah were you big man on campus like when people are class like did say people say oh my god there he is he's the longest right oh, like bigger than joey porter no. jr for example no no no, 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 no. sean oh, clifford no. yeah that's the thing like being a you know student athlete at penn state uh, immediately coming in, I was like, I wonder if anyone will, like, look up to me. Like, we got the, like, athlete backpack, same as, like, you know, uh, the football players, basketball players. Uh, but no, no one no one was like, oh, he's a cross-country runner for Penn State. Uh, you mean, like, well, the, the women weren't lined up outside your dorm room hey, saying, listen. wow, no, did you see no, his time? I, mean, and, was, uh... I, I would say that this wasn't me personally, but, like, even the Student athletes in the you know nonprofit sports would look up to the football players or basketball players. Uh, so yeah, Alex, no need to defend yourself. It's a sport. <laughs> Thank you for weighing yeah. in. Appreciate that. Also, everyone knows that the true powerhouse of the Nittany Lions is obviously the women's volleyball team. Let's go to Sean quickly in Oregon. Sean, you're also a, a long distance runner. No, I'm not a long-distance runner, but I believe it's a sport. It's like I believe drag racing is a sport. See, that I have a problem with. Drag racing is too short. And you know what? A pearl of wisdom is never bet against Sean in Oregon. (laughs) You're not doing too good on those Broncos, brother. (laughs) That one is going to be a major L. Who who is your team? The Dolphins? The Dolphins. Sean, you're going to be... Usain Bolt on this uh, bet with Perloff. You're just going to be looking behind him, throwing up the pieces. Actually, I, I might be mathematically out of that one already. <laughs> you might have won it already. You guys are awesome. You know, when you guys first aired in Oregon, I was your very first caller to welcome you in Oregon. And we also talked about the Rajneesh Param. Yeah. And we talked about the Bogwan. Yeah. Bogwan's my guy. <laughs> have a great day, you guys. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate you. Now, yeah. Are we going to tell the story about your uncle being yeah. in a cult? No, nah, we've told that before. Okay. I, long distance running in Oregon, I sense that's that's a very popular sport out there. I mean, I think that's why we have Nikes, right? Right. Well, Steve Prefontaine. And, yeah. Yeah. So I think that makes sense. Uh, that it, Steve Prefontaine, he's an athlete, but most runners I do not. I don't know. Who's the most famous long distance runner of all time? <laughs> Alberto Salazar? Steve I mean, Smith. I don't know. It's the most Ack, famous who, one of Ack, all time. Who's the, they have some famous long-distance uh, runners. I'll go with uh, Bill Rogers. Won the first four New York marathons. There you See? go. Alberto, Alberto Salazar is a good one. 
he followed it up. Uh, how many years ago was that? That's a long time ago, but I don't. <laughs> I can't say I pay attention to the New York Marathon every year. Yeah, I. Do you think it's a sport, act? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely is. You're alone here. On no, marathon running is not a sport. I honestly, it is. I'm being a bit of a troll here, but I do think if you don't have a ball, then it's not the same kind of sport as with a ball because a race just, is definitely a sport. It's two people against each other. There's an endpoint. Like it's got it's a it's competition. A it's all it's got it all. It's, it's a, a competition, but so is so uh, is swimming not a sport because mm, it's the same thing. Not really, no. Man. Because you need to put a ball into it to test the full coordination of an athlete. Because there are probably a lot of swimmers who can't even catch and throw a, a baseball. Who cares? They can swim fast. There's probably a lot of uh, football players, basketball players, lacrosse players who can't swim. Also, swimming is a sport in the sense that not that many people are open to it. Soccer, there's 300 billion people trying to play soccer. It's a very small world of people who could actually be competitive swimmers because you need to be rich. You need to be in the right area. So, I don't know. It's not, you it's need not to the same. You need to be rich to swim? Yeah, swimming is very expensive. Really? I mean, soccer. I hear like hockey and stuff like that. Soccer is really expensive. expensive. Yeah, swimming. Skiing. I think swimming is not a cheap sport. Have you ever? You can't just go out in the water and swim. Yeah, you need (laughs) water. It's like running. Pond or a lake or ocean or a river even. (laughs) Public pool can help. Yeah, you, you. I mean, I I feel like like you suck. You need to have a soccer ball in a field and and some goalposts. You don't no, even you need a bathing suit soccer. to be a good swimmer. Just <laughs> jump in the water. Think of you water. water. Can you imagine? 70% of the earth is water. Just go. <laughs> Can you imagine? All of a sudden, Bob Costas is there at the Olympics. Or who doesn't now? Tarico. It's like, it's it's a rags to riches story. <laughs> Started swimming in a pond. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's a gold medalist. I'd be like, wow, <laughs> a pond. <laughs> I don't great. think you're seeing that story a lot. No. I don't think a pond is going to do it. Uh, see you guys on the phones. Get to your questions about the college football playoff rankings, which are coming our way in just a couple hours. Also, we have our Cowboys quickie for today. We will not forget to do that. Don't move. Bottom of the hour. Time for a CBS Sports Update with Rich Ackerman. Maggie and Perloff hanging out with you on this Tuesday. Let's get back to the phone call, shall we, at 855 212 for CBS, 855-212-4227. Gerald Wangen from Texas wants to talk about the College Football Playoff Committee, which is going to release their fi- their rankings in about... Uh, <laughs> findings. <laughs> findings. It's not the like, subcommittee <laughs> looking into... I'm sorry, my wires got crossed. There Remember, the, N- the NCAA just, <laughs> since the era of NIL, there are no more findings. You're allowed to do whatever I'm you sorry. want. So it's, it's all good. Usually nine times out of ten, we're talking about college sports. It's some kind of investigation. Gerald, what do you have? Hey, guys. Best show I've ever listened to. Oh, gosh. Thank you. You guys are amazing. Hey, I wanted to weigh in on what Rogers was, was actually trying to say. He's stogies. Smoking stogies. He, just, he smokes cigars. So but, ripping sure, heaters is, you think, we said we thought that was smoking cigarettes, but you think it's smoking cigars. No, nah, he's just a cigar smoker. And plus, I'm sure he throws down a couple of shots of Tennessee, you know, every night. Plus, isn't he from California? Yes. Rogers, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, this is just me. You know he probably smokes weed, but <laughs> he's not going to say that on the radio because he always knows what he's talking about. He's not going to put something out there so his fan base can go, oh, okay, so he's 
He's high all the time. That's why he's having a horrible season. <laughs> you know, Gerald, it'd be a funny strategy, though, because he has admitted he's taken mind-bending hallucinogenic drugs, <laughs> yet the weed, <laughs> the marijuana, he will not cop to. That's an interesting theory. I love it. Yeah. Hey, also, before you cut me off, you, you, talk, uh, you took the feel. You said you're taking Georgia and you're giving everybody else a feel. Okay, here's my bet to you, Maggie. Okay. I'll take the field. You take Georgia. If As soon as Georgia loses or doesn't make the playoffs, the bet is you have to wear a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader uniform. Oh, the Gerald, day, don't. I don't know. <laughs> the day that they lose, you know what? Or they lose out, you have to wear a uniform the day after. What's so funny about that? I thought you were going to say, I have to wear like an Emmett Smith jersey, yeah. you know? And I was like, no, there is no worse pain than that. <laughs> I think the Dallas Cowboys cheerleader costume might be worse pain than even yeah, that. I tell you what, if that doesn't go viral, I don't know what. <laughs> Can I sleep on it, Gerald? Can I think about it? <laughs> Can we get pro off of it? Yeah, I was just saying. Wait. Before, I, before you all cut me off, say yes or no. I got to give you an answer right now. Yeah, Jared. What if I jump in and I wear the Dallas? Ooh, a proxy Cowboys oh cheerleader God. uniform. Hey, I just ate. You shouldn't say that. <laughs> uh, I think Perlov can can. I think he can pull it off. I mean, uh, how about we can? We'll commit to this, Gerald. Someone on the show will a Dallas Cowboy Cowgirls. Uh... No, everybody <laughs> would love to see you in a Dallas Cowboy cheerleading uniform. Mm. If he wants oh. to jump in with you. Hey, that would be amazing. All right, Gerald, I'm going to... Um, you can mull over, man. I'm going to mull it. I'm going to give it 24 hours. I'm taking it seriously. Thank you for the call, and I appreciate you listening. I got to I gotta think about this. Yeah. Do the Bills have cheerleaders? I can't remember. Yeah, the Buffalo Jills. You serious? Yeah, of course. They're available for, like, weddings and stuff. They can show up. Wait, I, corporate I feel events. really ignorant. Did you guys know the Bills had cheerleaders? Did yeah. not. The Buffalo I mean, everybody Jills. Everybody has I, cheerleaders. I no, I think a lot of teams them. don't. Well, the Giants don't, famously. Um, I thought, oh, okay. You right. have like their flight team or something. Yeah, yeah the, the flight team. Jills. I remember them. Yeah, they're still there. I think so. Is it just the Giants? I, I I thought a lot of NFL teams did not have cheerleaders. Like, oh wait a minute, no, they don't have it anymore. They have an a Buffalo Jills Alumni Association. They do regional events. No. So Maggie, were you flattered by this request or a <laughs> little bit? I don't know. Hundred percent flattered. 100% flattered. Okay. Appreciate that. Um, I got to think about that, though. First of all, I'm already oh, uh Nick in Texas. I got to wear the duck costume from the Oregon <laughs> Ducks, the complete opposite of the Dallas <laughs> Cowboys cheerleader. Um, I got uh, seven teams as of 2021 with no cheerleaders. The Bills, the Bears, the Browns, the Packers, the Giants, the Chargers, and the Steelers. Hmm. I mean, what's the point of a Chargers cheerleading squad? You might as well bring in the opposing team's cheerleaders. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> it's a road game. Their initial stadium wasn't big enough to have cheerleaders, I don't think. <laughs> a very good friend of mine's, mm, I, should, I don't know if I should say this. Another Bruce story? No, is involved with the Raiders cheerleaders. Okay. Who are, they're, they're a big deal. They're a really big deal. Raiders? They're, yeah. they're as close to, I'd say they're right behind sort of the Cowboys. The most famous. The Dolphins have a big I actually thought Washington, and now, unfortunately, it's come to light that there was so much impropriety going on, but I always thought the Washington cheerleaders, I always thought they were very famous. Really? Yeah, the calendars mm. and stuff. 
I've never heard of them. No? But I know that because the hogs are so famous in Washington. Yes. The Laker, I think, you just I think the that, Laker girls. Laker girls, yeah. Um, I think are probably the most famous out of any. Well, well, Dallas, Cow- Dallas Cowboys Cowboys, Cowboys of, course. Won, of course. And then I would say Laker girls are probably number two, right? Yes. Although, are they still a thing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Um, I don't know. Any other famous cheerleaders? Cheerleading squads? I mean, every college seems to have one. Yeah, well, that's true. Let's go to Paul in Cincinnati. Hey, Paul, what's up? He's leaving out the Bengals. Oh, the Bengals. Yes. But uh, What I was calling about on the uh, uh, college football playoffs was, um, do you foresee once all of the realignment in the next couple of years with uh, Texas and, and Oklahoma going out and the Big 12 trying to pull in uh, Oregon and Oregon State, uh, and Utah coming in there, do you foresee the Big 12 getting more respect as far as uh, end of the year uh, going yeah. for the championship? Wait, wait, wait. No, they, here, they haven't I, gotten Utah yet, have they? I thought Oregon was trying to go to the... I think they're in the possibility. I thought I Oregon was trying to get to the Big 10, weren't they? Oregon and Washington, right? Were yeah, I don't think those 10. teams want to go to the Big 12. Big 12 added Houston. I know They added like Houston... Some school Cincinnati. like that. Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati. It's a good addition. And uh, what's the other one? SMU or no? Yeah. You, uh, uh, Florida. Uh, CF. Uh, yeah, UCF. UCF. No, that's UCF. Yeah, which is on the other side. Um, yeah, I don't think Oregon, I don't think those schools want to go from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. They want to go to the Big 10 or the SEC, I'd imagine. Well, I mean, but listen, when the music stops, like, I, it doesn't look, listen, if the Pac-12, unfortunately, keeps getting raided, at some point, you got to make a business decision, yeah, right? Would but, I rather be in the Big 12 or would I rather, you know, be hoping and praying that I get to go to the Big 10 or something? I don't know. Uh, I mean, whatever's left of the Pac-12 will be right there with the Big 12. Uh, Big 12 lost Texas and Oklahoma. It's no, not I like I mean, the programs, what are the more pro- I don't know how this works, but I think the more profitable programs would be in the Pac-12. Because the Big 12... Thank you, Paul. You have two schools in Kansas, two schools in... Well, one school in Oklahoma. Those are not... Huge media markets. No, but it's about, I don't know if it's about media markets so much as it's about being in a certain state where you get a share. Like I know Arizona is really important, you know, getting into markets that you're just not in. Whether right. they're big or small, you get like a regional share. Right. I'm saying uh, the Big 12, I think, is universally considered the fifth most valuable conference. Don't you guys, maybe I'm wrong about that. And I don't want to make anyone mad at the Big 12. Obviously, SEC won, Big 10, two. ACC because of their basketball three. Yeah, but I bet the Big 12s are going to get a brand new, you know, TV media rights deal, right? I don't know. They just lost Texas and Oklahoma and added huge. I see it's going to say negative about that, but yeah, clearly the Pac-12 teams, UCLA and USC, are going to the Big 10. Yep. And the Big 12 teams, Oklahoma and Texas, are going to the SEC. So there's no doubt about who the big boy is right now. We get that, but if it's between the ACC and the Big 12, I think I still think there's a lot of pie to be divvied up there, like in terms of who might be playing for third place. Oh, I, I I don't I don't agree. ACC because the basketball is huge. I know, but we had Big 12 basketball coaches coming into our studio talk about who's won, you know, uh Who's who, who's been rated out of, Who's been rated out of the ACC? No, I'm just saying if yeah. they if they're trying to get people to go to the ACC, yeah, like, obviously that, Notre Dame would be the big one that they'd want if Notre Dame ever decides to give up their independent status in football. I feel like this is a big debate for the last eight seconds of the <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> what else you got? Uh, oh, we got to go. Thank you, Mike Stamter, Stu Kovacs. Thank you, Marlo Donahue, and Allison Cohen, and everyone on the TV side, radio side. We appreciate you. See you tomorrow.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.